0: everyone, this is the Tripwire Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, at FF2Batman. We are part of the Triple Play Fantasy team. We're also part of the Fantasy Points Media Group. I am joined today by none other than himself, Jamie Calandro at JAC3600. He is the Senior Analyst and President of Operations at Fan Team Advice, DFS Analyst for Fantasy Football Diehards, Fantasy Pro's featured writer. He's a three-time FSWA finalist a music teacher and volleyball coach, and he is the Scott Fishbowl music guy. Welcome to the show, Jamie. How are you doing tonight?
1: Doing great, and thank you for having me on. Looking forward to talking some football with you.
0: Awesome. It's a pleasure. So if you guys have not tuned into the show before, we are the waiver Wire Show. That's all we're going to be talking about tonight. We are, if you're not watching live, we are recording right before Monday Night Football, so we don't know what happens in that game. And um the main show for fantasy football for Triple Play Fantasy is on Tuesday nights around six thirty PM. So make sure you go ahead, like this video. Great way to support us and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you don't miss any of our awesome shows. We also talk basketball, baseball, pretty much every sport we got it covered for you on the channel. And you can also catch us on anywhere you stream podcasts. So we're gonna get right into it. So we are talking about players fifty percent or under for rostership percentage on ESPN. And I just want to go over the bye weeks real quick. So it is Thanksgiving week, which means we have a few games on Thursday night. Very exciting. And the NFL gave us a gift of no bye weeks, which is also very exciting. But looking ahead to week 13, you do have the Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers on bye. So just plan ahead as you guys are looking at waivers. So, Jamie, why don't you start us off with quarterbacks? Who are you looking to pick up this week off the waivers?
1: So a couple on, on ESPN that I noticed that are under 50%. I mean, the first one is Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and Garoppolo is not, you know, he's not the, the ceiling quarterback you want. Um, I mean, it's, it's now 25 straight games of two TD passes or less. That's not the one you want to, you know, if you're if you're behind or if you're looking for that DFS upside that you want in your lineup. But... The San Francisco offense is coming in every week with with a with a point total of twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, even twenty eight points. They have twenty six tonight against the Cardinals. Adding McCaffrey to that offense, having DBO Samuel and, and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle at his disposable, Garoppolo is just in in such a nice you know floor spot to be. He's never going to kill you, and 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 through these bye weeks at the end of the season. Um, he might just be that guy. I'm using him tonight in in a league where I have Tua as my main quarterback on bye this week. Um, I I plugged in Jimmy there, and and he's just not getting the ownership. So, you know, again, he's not going to win you these leagues, but he's just a nice he's just a nice waiver pickup. That's that's just going to get you to where you need if you got those skill positions. And then the other one, I mean, 38 percent. People are people are slow. I think he should have been picked up already. It's it's Deshaun Watson. You know he's the opposite of that. He's the floor is we don't know what it is. He's in a new team. He hasn't taken a snap in two years. He's got all the, uh, all the personal stuff surrounding him that could be a distraction to that in the team. But I mean, you know we we got to remember that before before he was he went out he was a top five quarterback in fantasy and. He has two great running backs on his team. He has Amari Cooper and Donovan People's Jones and the tight end disposal at his at his uh, tight ends at his disposal there as well and um you know he is somebody that if you're especially if you're in a quarterback problem where you waited on quarterback and you drafted a guy who is just not what you were drafting him as Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, you know, who just aren't playing up to their ADPs? Watson is that guy that could take you over the top.
0: No, I, I like those picks, and I mentioned um, Deshaun Watson the last few weeks because um, I've seen his his percentage climb pretty rapidly, but still shockingly not over fifty percent yet. And I actually think I like what you're saying, where he might be one of those stash him now, break in, in case of emergency kind of thing. But also, if you are a like if you're locked into the playoffs now. I would almost just pick him up, not even that you have to use him because you probably have one of the top four quarterbacks if you're already locked in, but just almost play defense and keep him away from the rest of your league because he could be hot garbage or he could be a top five QB and you would hate to let your league mates get him now for free potentially or really cheap and then they beat you with him in the playoffs. So uh, not a bad idea to start playing some defense if you're already locked in to the playoffs. Um, so I wanted to talk about some running backs. And I'm just going to go through my top five pickups. Um, it's actually a pretty exciting group uh, for a change this week. So we have Isaiah Pacheco, 43% rostered. Um, I would probably spend about 30% fab on him. Rashad White, 34% rostered, another 30% fab. Samaje P. Ryan, he's just under 4% rostered. He'd be about 15% fab. James Cook at number four is 20% rostered about 15% fab as well. And then finally Latavius Murray is about 34% rostered and I would spend about 10% fab. Um, so honestly, all of those are probably serviceable run, running backs for you, depending on your league size. I know I'm basing off some different roster percentages as low as Samaje P Ryan, barely being rostered to Isaiah Pacheco might not be available in your league, but I wanted to talk about him anyway uh, because CH got hurt. I don't know the severity of the injury yet. Um, but he was being phased out of the offense the last couple of weeks anyway. And it looks like Pacheco is at least the running back that's going to get a lot of the touches for the your running downs. And he runs hard. I hope he doesn't get hurt. Um, but he plays hard, he plays fast, and you're attached to a great offense. So he's one of those guys where I don't know if you have a ton of fab left, um, but you might just want to splash it on him. Um, I do not want to get too much into Rashad White because I feel like I've been talking about him for two months now. Um, but if you haven't, didn't pick him up off the bye week, Get him now. Let's see if Fournette is healthy. Even if he's not, it could be at least a 50-50 split. Or White might even get more carries um, this week. I did want to highlight Samaj P. Ryan. He might be a hot name this week since he just scored three touchdowns um, with Mixon going out for a concussion. We don't know the severity of the injury, uh, whether Mixon's going to miss a week or not. With the new protocols in place, typically most players are missing a week if they do have a concussion. So p ryan might be one of those good guys if you are just struggling and you just need some potential boost on your team p ryan might be a cheaper option so jamie who did you have at wide receiver it does seem like a pretty hot or cold week this week
1: yeah i think wide receiver is gonna have there's a couple that are really gonna stand out here um one, I'm going to piggyback off the off the Watson pick, and that's Donovan Peoples-Jones, who is 38% owned in, in ESPN leagues. I mean, very, very quietly in six straight games, he's had um, 50 or more receiving yards and over, over 19 yards per catch in that, in that time. I mean, even against the Bills, he went 561-1, 17.1 fantasy points. He's had double digit fantasy points in every game since week one, or excuse me, week five, and that's all with Jacoby Brissett. So, you know, once Watts, Watson takes over, I think that the, that elevates, um, Peoples Jones' ceiling quite a bit. So he really, I think, I don't, I do not think he should be on the waiver wire right now. So if he is in your league, I would make him one of the top priorities. And then another guy is Traylon Burks, who is going to be quite popular this week. I think for both of those guys, you're probably going to want to shell out about, like you said, for some of the running backs, 30, 30 to thirty-five percent of your fab, depending on the situation you're in this late in the year. Um, but you know, Burks, uh Burks, I was I was wrong on. I didn't think he was gonna come out the way he he did in that Thursday game against Green Bay, but he went seven for one eleven on eight targets, and he just looked really, really good. He looked like you know, the cheaper version of AJ Brown, as they said that he was going to be when they drafted him. So um, I think he is definitely someone that you're going to want on your team, even in a run heavy offense like Tennessee's couple other ones. Darius Slayton, the Giants are just down to bare bones at wide receiver. They lost Wandale Robinson now too. So I mean, Slayton was the wide receiver one there anyway, and and it's just one of those they've got to throw to somebody, you know. even though they feature Saquon Barkley as their offense. And I wouldn't mind taking a stab on Elijah Moore either at 33% owned if the Jets do make a quarterback change. Like, there is some hinting that they're going to. So those are some guys that I'm looking for at wide receiver.
0: I love it. And before we get to tight ends, which is always an exciting (laughs) group to talk about, uh, we do have a trade question from... Blurpy over on YouTube, so thanks for tuning in. So he says he's trying to get uh, Ken Walker. He may be able to trade Kamara for him one for one. So he's asking, should I trade Kamara or davin Cook for Walker if they agree to the trade? Um, I don't yes hate me. it. Yeah, I mean yeah. Kamara's is me. davin Cook is yeah, all good players. Don't get me wrong, but I mean I think Walker provides a lot more upside.
1: Yep, I would agree. Um the Saints offense is not one that's inspiring a lot of confidence as as opposed to the offenses of those two other those other two guys and I think, you know, um that that's a trade I'm fine making either one for.
0: Yeah. And Cook also just that offensive line scares me until they get fo- back fully so. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, especially if you're really if you need that boost, uh, I definitely wouldn't mind it. Um he also mentions um he has Alave from the Saints so yeah definitely doesn't hurt to diversify from that Saints offense and I'd rather have Alave so I
1: like it yeah especially since Kamara and Alave eat each other's targets in the passing game there
0: absolutely so moving on to tight end I know our favorite um (laughs) every week it actually has I wouldn't call it too exciting I'm not going to try to lie to you guys hopefully you're not really uh banking on your tight ends too much but everyone's struggling with tight ends, so that helps your league So, number one, I got Jawan Johnson, 19% rostered. And number two, Evan Ingram, 38% rostered. Number three, Taysom Hill, 38% rostered. Number four, Foster Moreau is 25% rostered. And number five, Tyler Conklin, 35% rostered. The most I would spend is maybe 5% for Jawan Johnson. The rest of those are less than 3% fab, if not even just a $0 bid. Um, I wanted to highlight Jawan Johnson just because he is the tight end to in half PPR since week six, with five touchdowns in six games, so he's just behind Travis Kelsey. That's insane. Um, now it's purely from touchdowns, uh, but hey, he's scoring them. Some of them are are uh, garbage time touchdowns. Was the one where the Ravens thought he was out of bounds and he just ran a forty yard touchdown, and it didn't matter. Um, and then some of them are just he's getting targeted in the red zone when Kamara, who we just talked about, is not getting the touchdowns. It seems to be going to Juwan Johnson. Plenty of risk. Um, because that offense, as we talked about, um, is not humming. But I do like uh, his upside, and clearly he's got a knack for the end zone, which is all you're looking for off a waiver wire pickup. Um, So with that, I wanted to go into the DST stream of the week. This one's I think is actually pretty interesting. So I gave a few options this week. Normally I just do one, Um, but I have the Kansas City Chiefs. They get the L.A. Rams, which I think Stafford's going to miss that game. They're only 18% rostered. And then you have the Miami Dolphins coming out of their bye. They get the Houston Texans at home, and they're 32% rostered. So those are my two favorite ones. Um, But if you see that they're available, they're available in just under 50% of – or just over 50% of ESPN leagues at 45.8% rostered is the Denver Broncos are playing the Carolina Panthers. So as terrible as the Broncos' offense is, their defense is amazing. And the Carolina Panthers offense is equally as terrible as the Denver Broncos offense. So I do like that defense as well, if they are available. So we just named a whole bunch of players for you guys to pick up. So we need to talk about some guys that you should be dropping (laughs) from your league. So I'm going to play a little game here with Jamie. It's literally just, would you drop them or would you not? These guys are all over 50% rostered. Not going to lie. There's some big names on this list. That's what makes it fun. Um, so would you drop these players? So I'm going to go in order from most rostered to least. So we're going to start with wide receiver. DJ Moore is 96% rostered.
1: Uh, I get it with Baker Mayfield, but he's still 10th in targets in the NFL. I wouldn't drop him yet.
0: All right. Wide receiver Deontay Johnson,
1: 91%. I, I think, I think he's droppable. At this point, and I know that's pretty bold, but I mean, 5.4 yards per target. He's barely even top 100 in the NFL right now at wide receiver. I think he's droppable.
0: Mm -hmm. Wide receiver, Adam Thielen, 88%.
1: Not droppable, but close with Hawkinson, clearly the second option.
0: All right. Tied in, Tyler
1: Higby, 87%. (laughs) Uh, No, not droppable.
0: Running back Michael Carter, eighty four percent.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I think for some of the guys that you said, you know, for Pacheco, White, and Pirine, if if Mixon has a concussion, and even for Latavius Murray, I think he's droppable.
0: All right, wide receiver Braden Cooks, eighty three percent.
1: I'm gonna say no. There's talk about a pending quarterback change. Let's see if they leans on Cooks, but that's a close one too.
0: Wide receiver Drake London, seventy-six percent,
1: not droppable with Pitts on IR. All right,
0: I had Pitts originally on this list until he was marked on IR. So you can just stash him on IR or you just drop him. It wasn't it yeah. wasn't as fun anymore. Uh, wide receiver Kadarius Tony, seventy-three percent.
1: I wasn't on him to begin with, so I wasn't even really an advocate for him for picking him up and and ranking him high this week. Uh, yeah, safely drop him.
0: All right, his teammate, running back Clyde edwards elaire seventy-two percent.
1: Yes, drop him. He's you mentioned him, and it's a high ankle sprain on top of all that.
0: Mm-hmm. Running back AJ Dillon, sixty-eight percent.
1: Yeah, he's been one of the biggest disappointments I think this year for people that have drafted. He's just non-existent in that offense.
0: I've won way too many leagues, and it's very painful.
1: I I do too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wide receiver Chase Claypool, sixty-four percent.
1: Definitely droppable. I think he was before this.
0: Our only quarterback on this list this week: quarterback Russell Wilson, fifty nine percent.
1: Amazing to say, but he's droppable.
0: Yeah, he and our last one. While. <laughs> yeah, he has been. Wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scantling, fifty seven percent.
1: Um, I would say wait, wait for the Chiefs' outlook on that one. On. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. McCole Hardman's on IR. I, I think he can still hang on to him. I've never been high on him to begin with, but in that offense with kind of a depleted core, I think he can hang on to him.
0: All right. I just realized I had three Chiefs on that list and we dropped at least two of them and <laughs> lost them was a maybe. So as amazing as that offense is, it's yeah. very concentrated, which is a good yeah. thing for fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So that's all I have for this week. So thank you for coming on, Jamie. For those of you guys out there, please make sure you hit that like button. Great way to support us subscribe to the channel. So you don't miss any of our awesome content from the team here at triple play fantasy. And then Jamie, can you tell everyone where they can find all of your great work one more time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, at J a C three six zero zero on Twitter. I'm on there all the time. Um, you'll find my DFS pricing exploitation article on fantasy pros every Tuesday morning. Uh, and cash and gpp articles thursday and friday on football diehards and then saturday night eric romoff fantasy nav and i host the host the football diehard show uh nine at nine o'clock eastern 9 p.m eastern on youtube on the football diehards youtube channel we break down the entire slate
0: awesome so make sure you guys go ahead and follow jamie if you're not already he puts out a lot of great work and he'll help you win a lot of money too in dfs so don't miss out on his uh content as he's putting out there so thank you all for tuning in Good luck in your matchups. Let's get ready for week 12. Have a great Thanksgiving. We will be back next week to get you ready for week 13. So have a great one, everyone.